the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two underway now, eight minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. We're always right. Um, reminder, check the website. Make sure that you follow it, bookmark it, and check it every day. <clears throat> I'm trying to make it the most comprehensive place for news and views uh, on the conservative side of the web. It's alwaysright.us. It launched last night about 6 p.m. I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy. You're going to have great news, commentary, video commentary from me, clips from the radio show, obviously important articles, even blog posts, and more importantly, a chance for you to be heard, too. No, it's not a typical comment section or a comment board. It is a an opportunity for you to leave a voicemail online for me to play back on the air whenever uh, I get it. So check that out. There's a sound off button on the right side of the page at alwayswrite.us. I know you're going to make great use of that. And let me hear from you, even if you're not listening live. All right, let's uh, start this hour with our regular Thursday commentator. He is, of course, the brilliant Dr. Everett Piper. Dr. Piper is a best-selling author. He is a columnist for the Washington Times. He is a radio podcast host in Oklahoma with The Rebellion. And he is also a candidate for county commissioner in Oklahoma as well. Dr. Piper, thanks so much for getting back with us. How are you? I'm doing great. I hope you are too, Bob. How's the campaign going? Yes, we'll have to talk about that sometime. It's it's fascinating. I've, I've shared with you on the show that Oklahoma isn't as red as everybody thinks it is. I mean, we call ourselves the reddest of the red states because we haven't had one county vote blue in four successive presidential elections. You don't see a blue spot in Oklahoma at all during a presidential election. However, you've got a lot of Republicans here who are Republican in name only, especially in our state legislature. And you have a movement in Oklahoma right now where if Democrats see that they can't get elected without an R beside their name, they will flip immediately, identify as a Republican, when really their values haven't changed, their politics haven't changed, and then they they steal an election from the conservatives by lying to the voters, by telling them that they're a Republican when they're really not. So I'm running into some of that. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out on the primary uh, voting day of June 28th. You know, it's sad how um, similar it is here in Ohio. We are a pretty good red state, maybe not to the tune that you just described it, but we're pretty solidly red. There is a supermajority in both houses of the Ohio State Legislature for the Republicans, but so many of them fit the bill you just described. They call themselves Republicans, they win because they're Republicans, and then they govern like Democrats. Uh, it's a It's a painful thing to see. All right, Dr. Piper, I read your column in the Washington Times from this past Sunday, 
Joe Biden thinks he's Winston Smith. And you make great points, as you always do. I'm going to ask you to make those points before I hit you with a question that I think we need to discuss and debate. Let's talk about the Biden as Winston Smith uh, comparison or analogy that you drew. Well, I, I played after, after, excuse me, I played off of a conversation you and I had last week on this show where we talked about Orwell's 1984. In fact, the reference to 1984 is almost ubiquitous in the social media right now. Everybody's saying we live in 1984. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to refresh everybody's memory of the protagonist, the, the hero, which is really an anti-hero in 1984, Orwell's dystopian novel. It's Winston Smith. Now, he's treated as the protagonist, the hero, but at the end he actually succumbs. He gives in. He actually, uh, through torture and through being worn down by Big Brother, actually starts reciting the mantra that 2 plus 2 equals 5. That's a direct reference to him selling his soul, selling his conscience, selling his mind, selling himself over to the party narrative and reciting something that's nonsense, that 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 4, it equals 5. So that's Orwell. And I'm basically saying you saw that in the State of the Union address from our president. But we see it every day. We see it every day in politics right now. You know, know, the president talks about global warming, except when the globe isn't warming. Uh, He talks about climate change when you can't talk about global warming. So it's doublespeak. It's just moving the target. He champions science, but he denies science. He denies biology, physiology, genetics, and DNA. He says that masks work, except when they don't. He calls Kenosha a peaceful protest, but yet says January 6th was an insurrection. He tells us that mRNA vaccines are safe, even though we know that by definition, they haven't been around long enough for us to know whether they're safe or not. I mean, the list of doublespeak goes on and on and on. He talks about how we need to continue. Now, this has changed a little since I wrote this, 600,000 barrels a day of Russian oil is supposedly okay for the environment, but exploiting our own oil reserves is bad. Skyrocketing prices for gasoline and groceries is evidence of a strong economy. Are you serious? And then he talks about being a champion of freedom while he actually says, and I quote, his patience is growing thin, unquote, with us, with those of us who defend freedom. Uh, You know, I've got several more examples in the article of doublespeak, of calling good, evil, and evil good, bitter, sweet, and sweet, bitter, up, down, and down, up. And I conclude by saying our president is a man who actually thinks 2 plus 2 equals 5. Our president thinks his name is Winston. You do. You have a lot of uh, other examples there. And then, of course, there are the examples specifically uh, from 1984, just to make the comparison here, for those who don't know all of them, you know, you, you, as you point out, down is up is, and up is down. Freedom is slavery. Slavery is freedom. Good is evil. Evil is good. Uh, they, they try to, you know, this, this is the point that, that Orwell was trying to make, that, uh, the, the, the people, the, the proles can be, um, forced into believing these things at the, uh, direction, uh, with the heavy hand of the party. And Joe Biden stood there and did the exact same thing, said up is down, down is up, and so on and so forth with the examples you gave. But here's the thing I want to ask you. And I know I'm about to put myself in a forensics coffin here by trying to debate with you. I, I, I make no bones about it. But I'm going to ask you to try, to try to explain this to me a little bit better than I can when you make this analogy. Isn't Biden more of O'Brien than he is Winston Smith? Winston Smith was the victim. 
Winston Smith tried his hardest to resist the party and did so kind of underground, kept his thoughts to himself except for opening up just a tiny bit to Julia, obviously not, not knowing he was being spied upon, but he tried to resist the belief that two plus two is four or five. He tried to resist that freedom is slavery. He he worked, of course, uh, for the Ministry of uh, of uh, Truth and and was you know routinely cutting out and deleting um, uh, sections of news that no longer applied. Things that were were condemned to to the ash heap of not even history, but to uh, to nothingness that never existed. Um, you know the wars never happened the way that they said they did in the past. It's only what's present. My point to this is. He was a victim who was forced into that. I don't see Joe Biden that way because he's more O'Brien. He's trying to tell us. He, Biden is trying to tell us that up is down, black is white, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and trying to convince us. And perhaps, quite frankly, through the same kinds of torture. Now, we may not be strapped uh, to an electric shock table. But but torturing us through the the high prices, tor- tor- torturing us through uh, the loss of our freedoms until we see things the way he wants us to see them. I see Joe Biden is more convincing us that two plus two is five than the guy strapped to the table being forced to admit as much. You know, I was challenged by somebody else on the exact same thing, so I get exactly what you're saying. And I think the answer to the question is it's both. Okay, now I sound Orwellian when I say that. But, <laughs> double speak. But, Dr. Piper goes double speak. Yeah, double speak. Oh, it's, it's O'Brien, it's Winston. What, what difference does it make? No, no, seriously, here's what I think you just hit on. Is Joe Biden O'Brien or is he uh, Winston? Well, let's stop talking about Biden. Let's talk about everybody else. Let's talk about ourselves. Are we O'Brien or are we Winston in the way we digest information and the way we start lying to ourselves. All of us can be subject to the pathology of the intellect, the diabolical human mind, M. Scott Peck, or, in the words of St. Paul, given over to the reprobate mind. We lie to ourselves long enough we start believing our own lies. Is that O'Brien or is that Winston? Good question, but it's a challenge, it's a temptation that we are told in Scripture, as well as other literature, like I said, M. Scott Peck and Graham Walker, we are told over and over again that the sickness of the mind, we can lie to ourselves long enough that to the point where we actually start buying the lie. We believe it. I would argue that Biden uh, is the perfect example of that. He has lied to himself so long, so long, and we know the man is a pathological liar. We've got lists of things that he has lied about. I think he believes his own lies. I think he believes that two plus two is five, because he has said it so often he's been given over to the reprobate mind because he's worshiping the created rather than the creator, to quote St. Paul. I might just disagree with that part, and and, and, and here's why. Um, I think, you know, what happened to Winston, of course, is that his mind was you know, essentially destroyed and then reconstructed the way the party wanted it to be. Um, I don't think Joe Biden is necessarily believing the lies, but he knows that he has to repeat them in order for our minds to be deconstructed and then put together in a way that they want. Um, you talk about, you know, since you asked, you know, what are we? Are we O'Briens or are we Winstons? And I believe we, the people, are the true victims. We are Winston and we're being, we're being crushed by the inner party. And the inner party isn't just Biden and his Democrat party. It's those who are trying to twist our minds into pretzels, deconstructed, and, and that would include the media. 
the mainstream media is working in concert with the party or you know O'Brien's party, Big Brother's party to to subjugate the rest of us through misinformation, fake news if you will, uh through you know all kinds of um you know, doublespeak, and and to the point where our minds, we don't know what to believe anymore, because look, they said it on CNN, they said it in the New York Times, they're here, there, and everywhere, Biden said, we are all just being told by the inner party that you will do what, we're, what you're told, you will believe what we tell you to believe, or you will become, in 1984, what do they call it? An unperson. And what yeah. do we call it today? Canceled. You will be an unperson. You will be canceled. So I think we are truly the victims. I think we are those skeptical members uh, of you know the outer party, if you will, uh, who who don't really want to buy into this, but we have to nod along until eventually we stop nodding because we we feel like we have to, but because we believe it now, we've had our minds so twisted. You know, uh, again, I think you've got a legitimate point. Um, there's a there's a there's a passage in the Chronicles of Narnia from C.S. Lewis in the, in the the Silver Chair where the children are being tempted by the evil witch to recite a mantra and basically deny reality, deny reality and buy into her narrative, buy into her fiction, and essentially give up their conscience and give up their minds to the evil witch. And there's a character in the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, he's a marsh wiggle. Uh, he's, a, he's a half man, half frog type character. He resists the mantra. While the children are starting to recite the mantra, like Winston, he resists the mantra. He walks over and he puts his foot in the fire. And the quote there is, there's nothing like a good shock of pain to awaken you to reality. Are all of us Winston? Yes. Can all of us also be an O'Brien if we lie to ourselves long enough that we start being the torturer rather than the tortured? O'Brien at one point in time probably knew the truth but he started denying it to the extent that he could actually torture people for the sake of his truth. And doesn't that summarize where we are today? Truth is defined by the individual. It's not something that's bigger and more objective than your opinion or your feelings. There's nothing like a good shock of pain. We need to all recognize the temptation of becoming O'Brien or Winston, and we need to walk over and stick our foot into the fire of truth and just wake up. Well, um, if you don't think we're already stepping into the fire and feeling the shock of pain, you haven't driven by a gas station lately. That's our Fair that's enough. our shock of pain, and we are about to pay a very, very heavy price, a very painful price for all of um, the things that we are discussing. It's a great, great conversation. I wish we had more time to do it, but we need to take a time out now. We want to hit a couple of other very important stories uh, to get your thoughts on, Dr. Piper, but I could do this for an hour. I could do this. I've got a Bachelor of Arts in English uh, with, in education. Dr. Piper is Dr. Piper, a president of a university, for crying out loud. i got no business in this conversation, but I am fascinated by it. It was a great article. I urge everyone to read it in the Washington Times. You'll like it, too. We'll be right back. Okay, 1024, we continue now with Dr. Everett Piper on AM 1420, The Answer. Dr. Piper, uh, we don't have a ton of time, but I want to get into this, and I know this is something that you write a lot about and you talk a lot about, so let's do this. And this is the, a lot of people call it the Rainbow Mafia, uh, the strong arming of educators and parents into trying to turn their kids into some fan, fantastic uh, creation of theirs, a fantasy creation of theirs uh, by messing with their minds. In the state of Florida, there is legislation that is being championed by Ron 
DeSantis and is passing uh, through the uh, Florida legislature. Uh, it is a bill that essentially bans teachers from discussing or teaching sexual orientation and, quote, gender identity in their curriculum for kindergartners through third grade, K through three. We're not talking about junior high and high school. We're talking about kindergartners who have no earthly idea what sexual orientation or gender identity or sex even is at that age. Don't do that. You're just warping them way ahead of time. The left has called it the don't say gay bill. Uh, Jen Psaki said that it's a horrific piece of legislation that is motivated by bigotry against uh, LGBTQ kids, as if there are any LGBTQ kids who are K through 3. And you say what? I mean, this is, the again, Orwell, 1984. They want to teach our kids that there's something they are not. Now, I want to ask everybody listening right now, who in their right mind, who has been a parent, thinks a K through third grader should ever have the right to decide anything. They shouldn't be able to decide what they eat for dinner, let alone decide what sex they are or are not. And what kindergartner thinks about sex all the time? Children are innocent. Protect a child's innocence. I mean, I remember when my boys were that age, they pretended. They had an imagination. I remember one of my boys uh, thought he was Tarzan, or at least pretended that he was Tarzan. Now, I'm going to encourage my kid to have an imagination, but I'm not going to encourage him to be delusional. He's not Tarzan. What if your daughter all of a sudden decides she wants to pretend in her imagination to be the little mermaid? Are you going to encourage her to then go out and through amputation have her legs removed and have a fake tail surgically attached to her body? Of course you're not, because a child's imagination is not equal to reality. And a child's imagination, at that age at least, is not driven by sexuality. It's driven by an innocent desire to play with the mysterious and to enjoy the story. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on and on. If your kid thinks he's Barney, are you going to have him go out and be tattooed to look like a purple dinosaur for the rest of his life? Of course you're not. And if you do, you're a terrible parent and you should be arrested. But yet these people down in Florida Florida that are against this common-sense bill that says leave these kids alone, let them be children, let them have an imagination, stop sexualizing them, and you shouldn't be teaching this crap to them when they're in K through third grade. And if you're going to teach any of this stuff to them about sexuality, regardless of their age, the parents should know about it. Who in their right mind would have a problem with this? Well, apparently 50% of the American people who identify as Democrats, led by Jen Psaki, do have a problem with it, and it's terrible. It's child abuse, it undermines common sense, and it ignores the psychology of human development. Dr. Piper, um, if you think that uh, is bad, what Jen Psaki said, uh, and what uh, the others are saying to try to do exactly what you just described, and trying to recruit and indoctrinate young kids into thinking there's something that they're not, you're going you're gonna to really, really want to hear this. This is 26 seconds. This is the quote-unquote husband of the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg leading a room full of kids in the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, is it the Pledge of Allegiance that you and I know? No, I would be totally fine with that. It's not. It's a Pledge of Allegiance to the gay pride flag. 
Uh, this is real because there's video to accompany it. I will give you the audio. All right. I pledge my heart. I pledge my heart. To the rainbow. To the rainbow. Of the not so typical gay camp. Of the not so typical gay camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. And then he waved the gay pride flag around rather than the American flag. And Dr. Piper, there are parents who sent their kids to this strange monstrosity. And I'm looking at the ages of them by just observation. And they look to be probably somewhere between the range of uh, maybe 8, 9, and maybe 13 on some of the older kids, maybe 14. Uh, I'll just give you a minute to respond to that. It's child abuse. It really is. Um, I mean, what I just said. You're taking the innocence of a child, you're sexualizing children, and you're doing it proudly by actually making them. I mean, he's making them. He's forcing them through peer pressure to pledge to the rainbow flag, to pledge to the subjective identity nonsense, to pretend that there's something they're not. He is indoctrinating children when they should be simply teaching our kids how to count, how to write, and how to use proper pronouns. Education should be about, uh, about reading and writing and arithmetic, not social and sexual indoctrination. Moms and dads need to get their kids out of these propaganda mills and get them a decent education where they know that two plus two is four and not five. And what Buttigieg's wife or husband or whatever the heck he is just did is exactly what O'Brien was doing to Winston and what Winston actually succumbed to and started parroting. Dr. Everett Piper, phenomenal job of breaking it down, as always, sir. We really appreciate your contributions to the show. Thank you so much. Blessings. Take care. There's Dr. Piper joining us. It's 1030. We'll get news now. We'll come back. We are open the rest of the way, so plenty of chances for you to dial 216-901-0945, or record your message, question, comment on alwayswrite.us. Click the red button on the right side of the page that says Sound Off, and you will upload online your voice message to me, and I will, on my end, play it on the radio. Great way for you to be heard right here on Always Right, AM 1420, The Answer. Yeah, and, and the numbers of today show that the inflation is, is going up again. Uh, I just saw this with the Wall Street Journal today. It's going up because, again, when, when the price of energy goes up, that means to move goods around the country, which you have to do for everything, it's going to drive the price of those things up as well. And that's what we're seeing. The American people are going to speak out loud and clear. They're already doing that. I mean, you, you know, the American people spoke out loud and clear, and, and the Democrats said, oh, we're going to get rid of the NAFTA and all the, all the mandates and stuff, because the, politically they saw what, it, what was happening is the country gets it. Same thing is going to happen here now. You're right. The left is not going to embrace it. They're going to fight this because they believe in this crazy climate change uh, religion that they've adopted. So uh, we're just going to push back. And, and again, I think I think a big change is coming now, several months off. But I do think a big change is coming in the midterm, uh, midterm election. Welcome back to Always Right with Bob Fratz on AM 1420. The answer. Yeah, that was Jim Jordan from hour number one. Uh, and he's right, by the way. Uh, lead story, one of the top stories on alwayswrite.us. 
Uh, U.S. inflation sourced to 7.9%, biggest spike since 1982. Um, that's the place you want to go. Uh, AlwaysWrite.us. I want to. I want to flex my website again. I've been working on it very hard for a while now, and uh, for quite a while, in fact. And it kind of coincides. I launched it yesterday about 6 p.m. in advance of Monday's big change. If you missed the news yesterday, in which we expand our show from uh, 9 to 11 to 9 to noon. So we will now be a three-hour show starting on Monday. And there is a great way for you to start your day with getting all of the news that you need to hear. Today's top stories are right there at the top of alwayswrite.us. I get stories aggregated from Newsmax, from One America News, from Fox News, from townhall.com, from Hot Air, from Red State, from so many others. This is conservative news and views that you can trust. I won't put anything on here that I don't believe in, including, by the way, um, video and audio of, uh, of what we do. Yesterday's radio highlight of the day, which you will see, is there. Uh, and it's my interview with Ryan Salo, the uh, JetBlue passenger who got booted for a Let's Go Brandon mask. He is suing, he is suing uh, JetBlue, and he should because what was done was a deprivation of his rights. There's no question about it. That interview is terrific, not from my standpoint, but from what he brought to the table. You're going to want to hear it. That's there. Beneath that is the video rant of the day. I'm doing my France rants video of the day. You're going to hear my thoughts on Brittany Griner. The WNBA player who's not a political prisoner and not a hostage, but being treated like one because she decided to get her, her smoke on in Russia. Uh, and then the other thing that I want to hit real quick on alwayswrite.us, I've got my first uh, message. I only announced it a, a, about, what, a half an hour ago, maybe a little less than that. Somebody said, I want to try it out. So I want you, I want you to hear it now. All you got to do is go to alwayswrite.us. And on the right side of the page, you'll see a red button that says Sound Off. Click here, a picture of a microphone. Click here to record your message for the show. You click that, you enter your name and your email address, and then you click Record, and you just record your message through your computer's microphone. And this way you can send messages to me whether we're live on the air or not, and I will get them and play them when we are live on the air, like this first call or message. Bob, big fan, long-time listener. Several days ago, you were commenting about Kamala Harris's speech and trying to come up with a new phrase for the word salad. Well, I got one for you. Linguistic dumpster fire. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you, Tim, in Independence. That was my maiden message. I don't think any other radio talk show is doing this. I, I, there Maybe there are. I, I, I don't think anybody else is doing this. This is a feature on my website that is unique to this show and alwayswrite.us, where you can click a button, record your message for me. I don't care if it's the dead of night or after we get off the air. I'll get it the next day, and I can play those back and respond to them on the air. However, I'm not going to respond to that one. I'm going to let Random Talking Trump know. He's going to respond instead. Fox and Friends in the morning, they're very honorable people. You have no idea what he's going to say, and it may not be related in any way whatsoever to the question. That's why it's Random Talking Trump Doll. I've even got a picture, by the way, of my Random Talking Trump Doll on the webpage. Take a look at it. It's at alwaysright.us. Okay, to the phone. Thank you, Tim and Independence, for making the maiden uh, message uh, on the website. Let's go to Cleveland now and say hello to Joanne again on AM 1420. The answer, good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Bob. Um, by the way, that 7.9% from what I'm hearing doesn't include oil. Okay. Correct. <laughs> it's, impact, it's impacted by the oil, obviously, yeah. but yes, you're correct. But yeah, well, they're saying it's not counted in there. But right. what I wanted to comment on was last night, I think it was on Waters, 
I heard a general or a CIA guy say, why are we announcing that Poland is giving them these points? Why didn't we do this covertly? I mean, why does everything have to be out there? You know, I mean, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, well, I, 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 you, well, yeah. There, there used to be a, there used to be an old saying during uh, during World War II that loose lips sink ships, right? You Absolutely. don't broadcast what you're doing and what your intentions are. But I think now there is just such a in in the age of social media and in the age of twenty four seven media, where there's not just you know some newspapers and then you know NBC, ABC, and CBS. I think everything gets out anyway. So they they, they like to announce it and get out in front of it and virtue signal. Look what well, we're doing for our neighbor. You know, you can bet the president of Poland is saying, shoot, I should have just contacted Ukraine and covertly gave them these planes. Yeah, well, but and, again, you and know, done and, it and, quietly. I but mean, the other, the other thing, though, have them. Yeah, but the other thing, though, is that sometimes they don't want to do it quietly because they want credit. You know, that's the virtue signal part of this. They want well, credit. And by the way, we're going to send you know Kamala over there to talk with him as well and oh. say, we'll backfill what you give up uh, by by providing you with American F-16s. And so well, they don't everybody have to wants know to say, going on here's either. my part. <laughs> No, I'm with you. <laughs> Joanne, don't opinion. get me wrong. I'm just telling you why they're doing it. I disagree with yeah. their reason, but that's why they're yeah. doing it. I think they and and the other and as I said a moment ago, and thanks for the call, Joanne. The other part of it is they're not going to. It's not going to be kept secret anyway. I mean, seriously, uh, when a, when a Polish fighter jet is flying over Ukraine uh, and patrolling the skies and engaging uh, in with uh, you know with Russian uh, you know enemy aircraft, for example, um, they're going to know those are Polish planes. And people are going to say, when did that happen? Uh, and so they kind of know it's not going to be able to be kept secret anyway. It's all going to get out with the 24-7 media coverage, so they're just kind of announcing it ahead of time now. I agree with you. I'd rather keep everything covert and do things that are uh, going to surprise the enemy, but I just that's not modern warfare. Uh, Phil is in University Heights. Hi, Phil. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Good morning. I thought I'd just uh, follow up on what the doctor said. It's very troubling because what's going on now is that uh, the, the role of the parent is being uh, completely um, um, belittled. And uh, the role of the parent in guiding a child and getting them through the difficult parts of life. I mean, what he said about a child having imagination and 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 being able to um, um, come up with all kinds of fantasies, it's great. And for a parent to be there and to guide them and to use that in a positive way for their own benefit and for the growth is what we're supposed to do. When a child has a success, it's great. When a child has having troubles, especially during adolescence, when they're troubled, they don't see what they're going to become. They're confused about how they're going to get there and what it's going to be like. And maybe they're not, uh, they're not worthy of it. And if it's a boy, if they're, if they're not strong enough, if they're not going to be brave enough, if they're not going to be tough enough, whatever it is that's in their mind, they need a parent and they need guidance until it all falls into place and they start to see what God gave them. And what the, the strength in their in their bodies and the the uh, abilities that are that are hidden below the surface that finally come out, and then they find that first person that they really do love, and then all of a sudden things make sense. But they're they're undermining all of that. I don't know how this generation is going to function. I don't know. Can't believe that this kind of malarkey is being put into the school system, and that and that we're not being allowed to guide, guide our own children. This is like the essence of our society and the basics of our society, and they're undermining it. And they have no right to be in the schools. They don't. It's not just kindergarten through third grade. It's kindergarten through 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 high school. They have no business being there. This is this is parental stuff. 
Well, I could not agree with you more, and that's a great, great monologue you just did there, and I thank you so much for the call, Phil. Um, I'll, I'll respond to it just by, again, saying I agree and echo what you just said, and also just to underscore the, um, the intent here uh, by, by those who are doing it. The intent is recruitment. It's not an intention to try to understand where a confused kid is coming from. It's not, a, it's not an intent to try to uh, get inside their mind and find out where the disconnect is for the purpose of helping them. It's taking somebody who has expressed any kind of confusion at all, or not even confusion, but just expressed um, an affinity for things you know, that the opposite sex might like, and saying, aha, that girl likes to play football, wrestle, play in the dirt, play with army men. That girl is a boy. She was misgendered. They called her a girl because of her genitalia, but look at all of the boy stuff that she does. She's a boy. We need to invite her to the camp. We need to get her in with people who are like her and convince them that they're boys. Now, 30 years ago, that girl would be called a tomboy. Then eventually, in 99% of the cases... Uh, as they grow up, they start to become a little bit more feminine, and they suddenly stop wearing ripped jeans and start wearing dresses uh, and, and, and start just being what they are. In the same way, there are young boys that may like to play house. They may like to play with dolls. I do. I've got one right here. Random talking Trump doll. It's going to be only America first. I'm playing with a doll every day on the radio. That doesn't mean I think I'm a girl, and it doesn't mean a young boy thinks he is a girl. But they're trying to convince them that you're confused. We understand your confusion. Let us help you through your confusion. And is there help ever trying to remind them and convince them that they're males or that they are what their biology and their chromosomes and their uh, their uh, uh, anatomy say they are? No. The intent is always to say, you're confused, let us help you through it, and help you transition. Because it's a recruitment game. How does any, quote-unquote, marginalized group gain more power, gain more influence? And the answer is in numbers. The more of them there are, the more the powers that be are going to have to start listening and taking their demands more seriously. So what is the... What is the solution for the Rainbow Mafia, for the LGBTQ indoctrinators and the gay camp proprietors and so on and so forth? Is recruit them. Convince kids who may express any kind of different type of affinity than what they are. Convince them that they're confused and then clear up their confusion by transitioning them. First psychologically and then as quickly as allowed by law, and that varies, then physically and surgically transition them get more members the more members the more power and that's the reality quick time out more of your calls right after this on am 1420 the answer all right 10 52 we got eight minutes left let's get a few more phone calls in uh and if you want to drop a message on the alwaysright.us website may become the second one uh we'll get used to that and it'll be a lot of fun as i check for those you can do that let's go to charlie uh in westlake hey charlie go ahead Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Interesting yes, show, as always. Hey, you know, saying bad things or thinking badly about Kamala. I was thinking, when I first started thinking poorly of her is when she started bailing out the rioters during the 2020 
Black Lives Matter riots. Yeah. And I go, when you start when you start bailing out rioters, all you're doing is encouraging more rioting. You're letting rioters out. They're lawbreakers, and you're just randomly letting them out so they'll do more rioting. That should have been scrutinized. That should have been considered an illegal activity. It was. Activity. It was. It was scrutinized, but, and it was criticized. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, none of that mattered, because Joe Biden decided I'm going to select a black female as my running mate, and uh, there are precious few that I could de- describe as qualified. And so she was you know, one of the ones that made the final cut. Uh, had he not pigeonholed himself, he might have found himself a much stronger VP. But you know what? Charlie, and you probably know this because a previous caller brought it up too. Having this bumbling idiot as his vice president is a pretty and and not just bumbling because of her words, as we just described. You know, she sounds so stupid, but because of her policies and other things like you just described, um, she's the failsafe for Joe Biden. She is what protects him from getting uh, moved out with a with the Twenty Fifth Amendment because nobody wants or to replace him in with twenty twenty two. They'll try to impeach him, and I don't know if they will because of her. This is crazy. It's really, I don't think he thought this through, but I think it's true. He won't be impeached because of her. Now, I I, I don't know about that, Uh, and and the reason why, and thanks for the call, uh, Charlie. I I think it's a strong move to impeach him because there are impeachable offenses he has committed. Um, And it's it's worth doing even though you know you're not going to be able to remove him any more than the the left knew they could remove Trump because there is not going to be uh, a 60-vote majority. Uh, you know, 60, uh, 60 votes and thus a, 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 a strong enough majority to actually remove him in the United States Senate. So even if the Republicans do take back the House and do take the, back the Senate, it will not be a large enough uh, by a large enough margin to actually have him removed. That's why they'll go ahead and do it. Not because they want Kamala Harris to be there, and they won't not impeach him because they fear Kamala Harris. Uh, they know they can't remove him anyway, but it needs to be done from a uh, from a standpoint of this is. This is precedent setting. When you abandon America's sovereignty by literally putting the same blithering idiot, ironically, in charge of your southern border policy, and you allow record amounts of human trafficking, drug smuggling, gang members, and so on and so forth pouring into this country, it is literally an an abandonment of the American sovereignty. It is an impeachable offense, and they need to make a statement here. And I think once they win this uh, election in November, uh, they'll probably do that, knowing that he's not going to go anywhere anyway. Let's do, uh, let's see, Matthew and Medina next. Matthew, go ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I got a question for you, sir. Um, After the uh, war in 1945, World War II, when when they formed the uh, United Nations, were, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought that the, these, this was supposed to be the peacekeeping po- like police force of the world to, so there would be no more, no more disturbances like this thing in, uh, in Russia there. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this supposed to be the purpose of it to uh, quell any of these disturbances? I don't know that I would necessarily say that it was created to literally stop all wars. It was created to try to bring diplomacy uh, to any disagreements among nations to to preemptively, you know, solve their disputes at the table. Um, and then if there is a war, if somebody does do that, the United Nations is supposed to collectively respond to that. And guess what? This is the this is the problem with the UN and why, in my estimation, Matthew, it's got no business being in the United States. Um, they they allow the worst 
violators to actually sit at the table that judges their violations. Russia has a seat on the U.N. Security Council. How can Russia be a part of the Security Council and yet be the country that is invading another sovereign nation, uh, a member nation? It's the same thing with uh, with what they do to Israel. Some 97% yes, exactly. of the... Yeah, some 97%, Nikki Haley talked about it once, and I'm, I'm, I can't remember the exact number, but it was somewhere like that. Some 97% of the sanctions issued by the U.N. against another nation for violations were against Israel, not against those who are launching and lobbing rockets into Israel on a regular and routine basis. Um, exactly. The U.N. won't even the U.N. won't even say anything about the massive oppression, genocide, torture, concentration camps of the Uyghur Muslims in China. China still gets a seat at the table. So the U.N., is, as far as I'm concerned, has far outlived its usefulness. It has no business being oh, here, absolutely. and I don't even know if we absolutely. should be a part of it. They, they ought to throw them the hell out of the country is what yeah. they ought to do. They don't belong here. They're nothing but a bunch of, well, I'm going to call them thieves anyhow. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Well, no, I agree wrong. with you, Matthew, and I, I thank you for the phone damn. call. I, I, I'll say this about it, too. Donald Trump was also... Uh, so so incredibly strong and powerful when he when he was president uh, told the United Nations we are no longer going to be footing you know some seventy some percent of the funding to the United Nations. There are so many nations who are derelict in their funding of the United Nations for all of their operations, and the United States is expected to foot the bill for everything. And to that, Donald Trump said no more. And uh, that was one of the reasons I, of course, they couldn't stand having Donald Trump as president and celebrated when a weak, feckless guy like Biden came in. Because Donald Trump said, we're not doing it anymore. Last call is going to be Barbara in Cleveland Heights. Barbara, thank you for waiting. Go ahead. Sure. I'm a therapist, and um, I have a client whose daughter at the time, uh, or excuse me, son at the time, had a physical accident, and he um, had to be home for a while, was in the basement, social media, social media. Anyway, he decides at age 23 he's a woman. He's a girl. So I think it's unappreciated that my client went through huge mental gyrations to try and get through this whole this whole thing path that he's on. And the, the son... Barbara, I'm trying my best it. here, but I can't, I, can't, I can't continue. This show is over. Please call me back Enjoy tomorrow. We'll discuss that more. Actually, on Monday, Rob Walgate will be in tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.